0: I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard.
1: That was President Trump, the President of the United States, on the original January the 6th. Who would have thought, by saying that, by holding a rally, uh, by saying what he said, that he would now be criminally charged, indicted. For his actions on that day, uh, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States and one count of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, meaning the conducting of uh, accepting the electors from around the country. And then third, an obstruction and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. Could I remind you that on that day, what President Trump wanted was for that proceeding to continue? The members of Congress in the House and in the Senate had, were, came fully loaded to have a full board discussion of the electorals, electors who were being disputed in many of the states. They were prepared to debate that on the Senate floor and the House floor. The last thing President Trump wanted was to obstruct that proceeding. He had asked Mike Pence if he would allow for that discussion and let the states have their wish to take it back to the states so they could resolve it before a final decision was made. There was nothing unlawful about that, and yet he has been charged. And this is his third indictment in only a few weeks. I want you to hear, um, in spite of all of his flaws, President Trump is just an amazing patriot. I'll just give you an example. This is what he said just a few days ago.
0: Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists and fascists indict me, I consider it actually a great badge of honor. I do. It's a great badge of honor because I'm being indicted for you.
1: Because he's being indicted for us. And he is. It's true. He always said, do you think they're coming after me? They're not. They don't. They don't want me. They want you. And we saw that on January the 6th, where they suddenly found a way of painting with the darkest kind of brush people that supported President Trump, the MAGA followers. They characterized that as a, uh, as a riot, an insurrection, as all the people that went to Washington on that day, as some dark force trying to destroy democracy. It is so bizarre, and I'm going to say the same thing. I'm, this is going to be my theme now for the next uh, several podcasts, and that is no matter what they say, I don't care how many times they tell us the earth is flat. It is not flat. The earth is round, and we shall not recant. Let me just thank Preborn for being our sponsor. Uh, According to a recent report, by the way, Planned Parenthood continues to rake in billions of dollars. The left always has money. They always, it's money. Man, they make it, hand over fist. Some of us wonder. Uh, You have to remember that they live for this moment. They don't believe in eternity, so they have to... Get everything now, by any means necessary. So that's what they're doing. Planned Parenthood is raking in billions, uh, but not as many people are seeking abortions because of the laws that are changing around us, and that's a problem to them. Uh, and that's why they hate preborn. Preborn provides ultrasounds in some of the worst neighborhoods and areas of this country, uh, and those ultrasounds, when those moms in trouble are inconveniently pregnant or in distress by a, some situation with a family member. Um, an ultrasound will dissuade a woman over half the time from taking the life of her baby. And that's how pre-born saves lives. And they talk to their moms about redemption, about who God is about, his plan for life. It's, it's really a wonderful way to save life. If you'd like to help, it's $28 for one ultrasound. That's $28 for one ultrasound. All you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Don't forget that you can call us at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. You can email us at sandy at afr.net. We recently did a whole show on emails and uh, and your phone calls, et cetera, and Facebook posts. say Facebook is Sandy Rios 24-7. We love hearing from you, and so we just encourage you to keep those comments coming, and it's nice for us to hear what you're thinking. And boy, were they great comments, by the way. So Sandy at AFR.net or Sandy Rios 24-7 on Facebook, or you can call us at 662-821-2040. And one last thing. You can listen on any podcast platform. You podcasters out there probably know how to find it. But if you want to tell someone new how to listen, you can go to SandyRios.com, SandyRios.com. Okay, this is really an interesting interaction with Mike Davis, who is in the center of all the things that are happening for President Trump and to President Trump. Mike, is uh, you've seen him on television all the time. He's been our guest many times. I've known him a long time. And he's going to untangle some of this mess for us in today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness.
0: Today, an indictment was unsealed charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies, lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting and certifying the results of the presidential election.
1: Special Prosecutor Jack Smith announcing his latest indictment on over J6, of uh, President Donald Trump. I just want to say something by way of making you think. If you know your history, you might remember that there was a controversy over, over whether the Earth was flat or if the Earth was round. If you didn't believe the Earth was flat, that was the general consensus of the scientific community then. You paid a heavy price. You were forced to recant. You had to say... That the Earth was flat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that the Earth is round. Many of us still believe that the Earth is round, and no matter what Jack Smith dressed up, no matter how many cameras, how many anchormen repeat the nonsense we just heard, or the fact they say that January sixth was a conspiracy, that it was um, arranged and orchestrated by Donald Trump, uh, that there was nothing to see on uh, the in the election of uh, twenty twenty, and could I go on? Listen, the earth is round, and we shall not recant. And with that, I want to jump into a conversation with Mike Davis. Mike is really on the front lines of this battle, and uh, he—I love talking to him because he knows what he's talking about. He's the former chief counsel for nominations to the Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley. He was the one who ushered through the nomination—remember how horrible it was—of Brett Kavanaugh. That chaos, uh, Mike was uh, charged with trying to make that happen, and he did— He's also the founder and president of the Article Three project. It's called A3P, uh, and they specifically are trying to get uh, constitutionalist judges into position and also to defend the rule of law. So with that, uh, Mike uh, joins us today. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: You know, I, okay, just a real simple question. People are reporting. Look, we all have biases. You know, we all do. I do. I do. I have trouble being objective anymore about much of this. But the reports from some of our friends is that the indictment is really bad and doesn't have merit. Is it really that weak?
4: This is a a clear... this, This case is bogus political lawfare against President Trump by a partisan special counsel, Jack Smith, who is used to getting overturned unanimously by the Supreme Court. Jack Smith was reversed eight to nothing. It would have been nine to nothing but Justice Scalia passed away, but he was reversed unanimously eight to nothing when Jack Smith pursued a bogus corruption theory against former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, a likely presidential or vice presidential contender for Republicans in 2016. And Jack Smith brought this bogus legal theory against McDonnell, he won a conviction, and it was later reversed by the Supreme Court unanimously. It is very hard to get a criminal conviction overturned by the Supreme Court. It is nearly possible, impossible for that to happen unanimously, but Jack Smith found the way. What Jack Smith is charging Trump with is protected by the First Amendment. It is not a crime to object to presidential elections. It is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It is not a crime to twist political arms. That is allowed by the First Amendment. And what Jack Smith is trying to do here is he's trying to use the imagery of the January 6th riot, and then he puts that in his indictment, he puts that into his uh, highly inappropriate political announcement of the indictments, but he doesn't charge Trump with inciting the riot or anything related to the riots. that is the only way President Trump can be charged. Here is if there is threats of uh, there are, there if there are threats of violence at the Capitol or there are inappropriate threats by the president uh, uh, to elected officials. And there's not here. This is political arm twisting. He didn't say Vice President Pence, you need to certify. You need to overturn this election for me, or I'm going to attack your family. That's not what he said here, right? This was he's putting political pressure on his vice president to not certify the election. And that might be boorish, but it's not a felony.
1: No, you know, uh, John Eastman is a frequent guest of mine. And John was, of course, the constitutional attorney who recommended to Trump that the Constitution allowed for the vice president. I'm sure he talked with uh, Vice President Pence about it. Also, it was all up above board. John wrote articles about it. He wrote a he made it. He wrote his legal case for doing that. That the uh, the Constitution did not prevent uh, Vice President uh, Pence from allowing some time, and also if the states requested it to let it go back to the states, and also there was precedent. This is just. Again, this is the Earth is uh, flat. Uh, this is not true. What they're saying, um, I I would do. You, would you agree that I haven't read the the whole indictment? I've just read things about it. Would you agree that Mike Pence is kind of a Pence, Vice President Pence is kind of a centerpiece of uh, of the conviction?
4: Yeah, I mean, of course he isn't. Remember that Mike Pence is running against. President Trump for the Republican nomination, and so uh, Mike Pence has different incentives now, right, to to try to take out President Trump politically through his testimony. And it's again, it is even if everything they allege in this indictment is true, even if everything is true, there is no crime here. This is activity that's core political speech and core political conduct that is protected by the First Amendment, and they know this. And the reason they know this, let me ask you this. They've had all this time. They waited 29 months to bring the first indictment against Trump for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. They waited 31 months to bring the second indictment for the non-crime of a presidential candidate objecting to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887, it's allowed by the First Amendment. If it were a crime to object to presidential elections, like it is in third world Marxist hellholes, then Democrats would be in prison for objecting to Republican presidential wins in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. So if this this is a crime, why, if they waited 29 months and 31 months, why didn't Merrick Garland? and Jack Smith walk down the hall to the Office of Legal Counsel, OLC, which is the general counsel for the executive branch, and get an advisory opinion, get a legal opinion from them on whether their legal theories will will hold up as a matter of law. And the fact that they presumably did not get these OLC opinions just tells you once again, this is political welfare to take out Trump. They don't care if the Supreme Court will ultimately affirm these convictions or reverse these convictions, like Jack Smith didn't care with, with Bob McDonald's conviction. Their goal is to take out President Trump for the 2024 presidential race, and that's very clear by the facts that Jack Smith is demanding a speedy trial, a rushed trial in Washington D.C. Uh, you, so you have this—you uh, have this Biden pick prosecutor, Jack Smith. Going to this Obama judge, Tanya Shutkin, who is the harshest sentencer of the January 6th defendant. She's a left-wing activist judge. You have this, you're going to have this Obama stacked DC Circuit Court of Appeals that's almost certainly going to affirm the conviction that Jack Smith and Shutkin, uh, give President Trump in the DC District Court. And so this will have to get resolved by the Supreme Court. But the issue is, is, it's likely not going to get resolved by the Supreme Court before November 7th, 2024. And that's the game here. They want to mm-hmm. take out Trump politically because they fear that Trump will be Biden like a drum on November 7th, 2024. And the polling shows that's where this election is going.
1: You know, I want to say I was in uh, Northern Virginia living there, working in D.C., when uh, Bob McConnell, McDonald was uh, being pursued by Jack Smith. And I, just one little piece of this that I remember really well. It was very hard to know what he was charging with him for, but basically what we were hearing was that Bob McDonald somehow got to know this weight loss person who ran some sort of an entity for weight loss and used the power of the governorship to, to further the guy's business. It, that was basically the charge, and it was bizarre at the time, but as you know, Bob was a really winsome candidate, and as you have said, uh, was going to be a threat. Uh, I don't even—I can't even put it in context with who was running what at that time. But I just remember how silly that was, and as you said, Jack has a has a history of this. So, and just as a personal thing, Mike, could you believe how nervous he was? You can hear it in the—he's t- like—he's nervous when he presents that. I just think that's interesting. You—I just think it's interesting. Um,
4: Jack Smith is Biden's political hitman set to take out President Trump, like Jack Smith did with prior Republican presidential candidate Bob McDonnell. There's no question about it. Jack Smith's wife donated $1,000 to Obama, and Jack Smith's wife produced a documentary on Michelle Obama. Jack Smith's special counsel team is stacked with democrat operatives and uh and obama and biden donors this is welfare by democrats they're not even pretending to be fair here not even pretending they don't care they why would merrick garland pick a disgraced former prosecutor who got banished to the hague after he was unanimously reversed and rebuked by the supreme court for his bogus prosecution of former virginia governor bob mcdonald why would Garland and Biden uh, bring this guy back from The Hague to prosecute Trump. They know that he is a political hitman. Jack Smith is a political hitman who doesn't care about making uh, buffoonery in the courtroom to take out political opponents, knowing he's going to be reversed by the Supreme Court because his job is political.
1: So help us understand this, Mike. Uh, Jack Smith is appointed by Merrick Garland. That's all part of the Justice Department, which comes under the executive branch. So they, I guess, appoint, ask for, uh, get assigned. I don't know if it's assigned. U.S. District Judge Tanya Shutkin, who you just described, she's one of the most ruthless judges in the D.C. Circuit hearing all these J6 things. She's made no uh, secret of the fact that how she feels about J6 and how much she hates People who participated in it, I don't know if she said comments, had made, has made comments about Trump. I'm assuming she may have. So I understand that we can't control justice right now because it's uh, under President Biden, but the courts are a separate branch of government. So where is any accountability for, uh, I think Trump has filed for recusal of this judge now and a change of venue, but who decides that? Who decides that? She she
4: she does. She does, and she's going to deny it. And then the D.C. Circuit, which is Obama stacked, will affirm her denial. This this case will have to get resolved by the Supreme Court, and there's no doubt in my mind that the Supreme Court will reverse Donald Trump's conviction here because this is not a crime. It's only a crime to object to elections in third world Marxist hellholes like Zimbabwe. Uh, it's not a crime to object to presidential elections in America uh, uh, until Jack Smith brought this bogus indictment against President Trump. But ultimately, Sandy, what's going to have to happen here is the American people on November 7, 2024, need to say enough. And there are going to have to be Republicans and conservatives and right-thinking Democrats who may be tired of Trump, but understand that this is so much bigger than Donald Trump. And we can't have a country where we have one regime indicting and imprisoning the prior regime. That is banana republic stuff that we can't do in America. It's never happened before. It's only happening now because Democrats are so Trump deranged and fear Donald Trump.
1: But I, I want to ask again, same question but differently. Okay, so Tanya Chitkin is the judge. We know that she's—we— uh, that we, Listen, my my audience certainly knows we talk about J6 all the time. We talk about these charges. We we've, we've talked about it since January 6. So uh, my my audience is well versed at that, but I still don't understand how the courts have gotten so out of control. Is there no process? Now you said it will end up in the Supreme Court. Isn't Okay, let's say that's the only interference at the Supreme inter, or interjection or say so or weighing in the Supreme Court will do. Can it be expedited? Does it have to wait till November twenty
4: twenty four? It's very hard to have what's called an interlocutory appeal, which is an appeal middle in the middle of the case. For the classified documents case, does the Classified Information Procedures Act where uh the, the 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 act allows interlocutory appeals really to protect the government, which is outrageous. But they uh so if the if the government gets a bad ruling from Judge Cannon, they can bring in an interlocutory appeal and get it reversed by the eleventh circuit. On normal criminal cases, it's very hard to appeal uh rulings of the trial judge before the criminal conviction. And so what could happen is the Trump legal team could file a motion to dismiss this indictment because even if everything Jack Smith and Merrick Garland are alleging against Trump are true, there's no criminal violation. This is protected by the First Amendment. These are bogus and untested legal theories that will never hold up with a real judge who is following the law. Judge shuckin will almost certainly deny that motion. Uh, and then what ju- uh, Trump's legal team could do is ask her to certify the, the issue for interlocutory appeal, meaning she can decide whether the, the D.C. Circuit takes it on interlocutory appeal. She will almost certainly deny that motion, and then maybe Trump's legal team can appeal that denial for abuse of discretion to the D.C. Circuit. They will almost certainly deny that because it's Obama stacked, and then maybe Trump's legal team can file what's called a uh, a petition for writ of prohibition or mandamus to the Supreme Court of the United States. It's a long shot, but there is a chance the Supreme Court could take that case on an interlocutory basis because I think the Supreme Court understands at least five justices on the Supreme Court understand that this is bogus lawfare against a former president of the United States who is a leading presidential candidate, and this is blatant election interference before the 2024 presidential election. And I think the Supreme Court understands how destructive this election interference is for the country. Frankly, I think the Biden Justice Department and Biden and his team would love to see the Supreme Court step in in reverse because they know that it's a bogus legal theory. They know it's election interference. and It would be a twofer for them that they could take out. They could try to take out Trump, but they could destroy the legitimacy of this new constitutionalist Supreme Court, the first constitutionalist Supreme Court in nine years because of President Trump.
1: I never thought of that, but you're right. You're just absolutely right. Of course, they use everything. You can't do anything without them taking it and twisting it and using it. Nevertheless, you mentioned this, but I want to go back to this. Jack Smith, you know, what promised, like some sort of a rosy promise, a speedy trial. You did mention that. I was puzzled about it until I read that uh, they, he, when, they, when, he, when he brought this indictment, he also introduced a voluminous... I'm reading now from... What am I reading from? Um, an article by Will Scharf. Um, a voluminous uh, discovery production consisting of close to a million pages of documentary evidence, nine months of video recordings, terabytes of data all of which have to be analyzed by the Trump defense team. So it's not so kind that he wants a speedy trial. He knows they have no time to review all of this. So cynical. I just want to make that clear because I didn't understand it until I read that.
4: Yeah, I mean, not only is there just voluminous evidence, there are voluminous witnesses. Like you're talking about, like Jack Smith is alleging, like conspiracies to overturn, elections in like seven states with dozens of different officials those are people who would have to come into the trial under jack smith's bogus legal theories i mean this there's no chance that if if trump were to get a fair actually get a fair trial there is no chance that this trial can get done before the election this is going to take two years to get this thing ready for trial just to go through the dispositive motions and the, the the discovery and interviewing the witnesses and Trump compelling people to produce uh, evidence in uh, you know in his favor. This this will take two years to get to trial, but Judge Shutkin is going to railroad Trump and take this to trial as quickly as she can. And that's the, this is what's going to happen if if Jack Smith can get a fast trial with Judge Shutkin in D.C., which is almost certainly going to happen before the election then Jack Smith is not going to supersede the indictment and add new charges like seditious conspiracy and add new defendants like the unnamed, unindicted co-conspirators. But if he can't get a trial before the election, Jack Smith is going to supersede this indictment and add seditious conspiracy and all these other defendants to try to get Trump disqualified from the presidency of a Section 3 of the 14th Amendment passed after the Civil War against insurrections where they could be disqualified from federal office. That's, that's what could happen. And you say that that sounds crazy. Jack Smith did the same thing down in Florida. He won in a fast trial with Judge Cannon in Florida. When she said it can't happen in six months, Jack Smith superseded the indictment and added new charges and added new defendants.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening. Nothing sounds crazy to me. Nothing. I mean, it really is lawlessness in the courts, uh, as well as everywhere else. I do wonder about this, though, uh, because we've watched these J6 trials with just nauseated, really. I don't know what else to say. Uh, we've seen what the judges have handed down. And of course, Judge uh, Chutkin has been one of the worst to hand out the most uh, ruthless sentences. Uh, is it possible? I should know the answer to this, but since things are lawless, I'm not confident. They have ordered these J-6 defendants to jail. They've held them, as you know, uh, unlawfully. They have actually suffered so much in their imprisonment, especially in the D.C. jail. Uh, Just ruthless, Uh, you know, guarded by a nation of Islam guards, uh, not given proper food, medical treatment. Is it impossible, Mike, that Tanya Chutkin, the U.S. district judge who's over this, could remand President Trump? To, to the D.C. jail?
4: I wouldn't put anything past her because I think she's a left-wing radical. And she has horrific judgment. She's very vindictive. She's very political. We came out with January 6th. She's actually just an awful person. If you look at her rulings from January 6th, she's just this you know angry leftist judge who is just vindictive and political as you can get. And here's the issue. Uh, under, under federal statute former presidents are required to have Secret Service protection. So if she tries to remand him to the D.C. jail, she'd have to put the Secret Service agents in the jail cell with him. And so uh, if she if she goes that far, that is just all – that's a declaration of all-out political war against mm-hmm. President Trump and the Republican Party. And frankly, it, I mean – it would be such horrific judgment on her part that I think House Republicans should move forward, forward with impeachment at that point with her and call her in for an impeachment hearing.
1: Yeah. Okay, so one other thing, uh, not just one other, but another thing uh, that's happening, like, in real time as we're recording this, and that is that President Trump has weighed in on Truth Social and a few other th- places. Uh, in fact, this is the one of the comments he made on um I think on Truth Social, there is no way I can get a fair trial with the judge assigned to the ridiculous freedom of speech fair elections case, uh, case. Everybody knows this, and so does she. We will be immediately asking for a recusal of this judge on very powerful grounds, and likewise for a venue change out of D.C. Now, as a result of that, and another post that he did, which we can read in a minute, well, he, this is on August the 4th, President Trump posted this on True social, "If you go after me, I'm coming after you." Now he followed that with an explanation that said that had nothing to do with this trial. He's talking about other entities like Super PACs and the Koch brothers and their PACs, uh, not related to the judge. But now they're trying to, what's the word? Uh, what, pro- protective order. Jack Smith is asking Judge Chutkin for a to issue a protective order. To control what he can say. Now, help us understand that. I mean, is that, how, help us understand what's happening here.
4: So I would, uh, so Trump is absolutely right. He's never going to get a fair trial or appeal in DC. There's just no question about it for all the reasons we've discussed. You have this Biden prosecutor, Jack Smith, who has a history uh, of being a partisan hack. You have this Obama judge who has a history of being unduly harsh on Trump supporters and being a partisan hack. You have a D.C. jury pool that's voted 95 percent against President Trump in the last election. And it's 99 percent Trump deranged because even the Republicans in D.C. are cowards. And so you're never going to get a fair trial. He will absolutely be found guilty and convicted. And you have this D.C. circuit. Uh, that is them with a bunch of wimpy Republican appointees, uniparty judges, and so this will have to get resolved by the Supreme Court. He's absolutely correct there. And even if Trump is saying, look, Biden, if you come after me with this lawfare, I'm coming after you, that's perfectly, per- I think it's perfectly acceptable because that's exactly what's happening to Donald Trump, whether it was Biden having Matthew Colangelo his top official in the Biden justice department go to Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office to bring an unprecedented indictment of a former president for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim to telling to Biden telling his senior advisors that he uh, and leaking it to the New York Times that he's angry with Merrick Garland because Merrick Garland isn't indicting President Trump and then 9 days later Jonathan Su Uh, President Biden's deputy White House counsel is uh, telling the National Archives that President Biden has waived President Trump's claim of executive privilege, which led to the unprecedented, unnecessary, and lawful home raid on President Trump last August for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records and the office of former president, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act, and then you have, uh, you know, then you have this other indictment that Jack Smith just brought in. He waited 29 months to bring the the records or the documents indictment. He waited 31 months to bring this other indictment for indicting Trump for the non-crime of objection to a presidential election. This is blatant election interference. This is blatant law to take out Trump as Biden's top political rival, and it's absolutely driven by Biden. So if Trump says... If you know if they come after me, I'm going after them. He should. He should look at when he gets back in the White House. He should have his Attorney General open this, uh, appoint a special counsel to go after Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James Biden, the sleazy Biden crime family for their obvious foreign bribery, their obvious foreign corruption. The, the it's obvious the President of the United States, Joe Biden, is compromised by tens of millions of dollars and Chinese, Ukrainian, Romanian. Foreign bribes and other corruption, and Joe uh, President Biden, when he's back in the White House, should absolutely appoint a special counsel to go after the Bidens. If that's what Trump meant, he, that yeah, that is perfectly acceptable behavior. It, the, they're, the, they're trying to say that he's threatening violence. No, that's not what he's saying at all. If they come after Trump with this legal lawfare, this political lawfare, he's going to go after them with political lawfare. That's what he's saying. At worst, right? They're not going after Trump with violence, so he's not threatening to go after them with violence.
1: Well, all I can say, Mike, I, I'm sure you. Uh, this is the stuff of of your life, dealing with this, and you have been fighting, uh, just really fighting now for several years. And if you're like me, you we just hope for the best, and we just pray that God will help us, because I really think only God can sort this out. Um, let me just say that your Article Three project—you uh, go uh, give me the website for that. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, so we can tell people how to find more about what you're doing.
4: No, I would just say this: I uh, we need to have we need to pray to God for and the supporters because when President Trump is back in that White House and I'm his acting Attorney General for three weeks during my reign of terror, I promise America <laughs> I will fire and indict everyone on my list on day one. And then I will fly around on that FBI jet for the next two and a half weeks and tour the country and do nothing like Bill Barr did for the last six months of his tenure as Attorney General. Uh, we are going to fight fire with fire in this next administration. Two wrongs don't make it right, but it makes it even. And, you oh, know, I my, love it. They, the Democrats cannot get away with this warfare and this destruction of our country. We have to <laughs> fight back legally and politically.
1: And yes, so and my remember-
4: Article Three project website, is article3project.org. article 3 projectorg article number 3project.org your listeners can donate there as we are gearing up for this fight
1: I was just going to say uh, one one interesting thing that's going to happen if all that comes to pass is that Bill Barr is going to be jumping off a bridge and so he'll be he'll be in a bridge and that'll be something <laughs> that'll be something to deal with too that's what he's promised if Trump gets uh, elected he's going to jump off a bridge he said uh, in a very well, I mean, elegant he, and, way.
4: And if, Bill, <laughs> if Bill Barr jumps off a bridge, there's going to be a tsunami. So let's hope he doesn't
1: get do that. <laughs> oh, Mike, it feels good to laugh. All right, Mike Davis of Article 3 Project, article3project.org. We always, always appreciate your time, Mike. And I can't wait till you're Attorney General. Of that will be thrilling.
4: Acting Attorney General, and you'll be on the good list, Sammy, <laughs> so It will be a well, good time.
1: I'll volunteer to help. I've got my husband's a former FBI agent. We're going to sign up. I'll pass papers around for you. I'll get your water. I'll do something. But uh, we'll help you in any way we can. Okay, uh, God bless you, Mike. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. God bless you. Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7.
3: Let's be clear on this point. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. Uh, The president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of, uh, of crackpot lawyers asked me, to literally reject votes, to, which would have resulted in, uh, in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives, and literally chaos would have ensued.
1: Crackpot lawyers? Like John Eastman, who graduated from the University of Chicago Law School, was the dean of Chapman Law School. Really? Crackpot lawyers? Who is this person? Who is Mike Pence, and what have you done with him? I, that's Vice President Mike Pence just a few days ago. He's full-bore coming after President Trump now, after this indictment. I think it's shocking. It's especially shocking when you go back in time. This is something that Mike Pence said two days, two days before the election. He was in Georgia, and this is what he said, clip two.
3: I know we all all got our doubts about the last election. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday... We'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence.
1: Now, did that sound to you like he thought there was a problem with the voting? Does that sound to you like Vice President Pence was entertaining the notion of trying to help make this right? Constitutionally, of course. Does it sound like he thought that President Trump's attorneys, like John Eastman and the others, were, what? What did he call them? Crackpots? Crackpot attorneys? Wow, what a difference a few days makes. And so, uh, then to make even dig the ditch deeper, I have to say, this is an excerpt from Vice President Pence's book that he wrote. It's called So Help Me God. Uh, it came out maybe, I'm just guessing, six months ago, maybe a year. And in a passage, uh, he's reading this passage himself, he's describing what he said to his daughter as they were in the limo headed for the Capitol uh, for the Electoral College counting of the votes. Two days before the election, he's saying he has his doubts, he's not sure. And now this is, as he's pulling up to the Capitol, he says to his daughter, this is clip eight.
3: I turned to my daughter and said with a sigh, God bless those people. They're going to be so disappointed.
1: Now, what does that mean? How did he know they were going to be disappointed? That mean that two days before the election, he was not being honest with the people of Georgia when he promised them that things would. He 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 didn't say I'm going to do this or that. He just indicated we're gonna we're gonna go in there and we know there's controversy here, we're gonna get it right or something to that effect. Really, okay. So uh, that's uh, the presidential candidate known as Mike Pence. Uh, I I just don't I don't get it. Other than I think maybe he he thinks it's going to make him relevant because he's been so low in the polls. He doesn't even have enough support to get on the first debate, to get in on the first debate. So I just don't, I can't see this as anything other than a way to try to get some attention. And boy, is he getting it. He's uh, the center of this indictment with Jack Smith. How could he do that? How could he do that? And who in the world, in their right mind, would vote for a man like this? Sorry. That's just the way I see it. All right, well, um... Speaking of non-controversial subjects, which I will for a second, I want to thank Christian Health Ministries for being our sponsor. They're our brand new sponsor. You know, um, this is the first medical cost-sharing ministry in the United States. They've been around for over 40 years. They are serving people in all 50 states and around the world. They have over, they're managing over $8 billion in medical bills, so it's, it's big. It's a big entity. That means there are a lot of people, a large pool of resources in order to cover your medical crises and medical needs, and there are different plans. Uh, you don't, you know, You some people will, would choose to just do hospitalization or, you know, how it works with regular insurance, only this is not, this is not regular insurance, uh, but, um then you can have plans that pay, pay more of your uh, regular medical bills. So it just depends on what you can afford, but it's all affordable. It's very amazing to me. It's Christian Health Ministries. I'm so grateful uh, that we have them as a sponsor. By the way, enrollment is coming up soon. And so if you're thinking about changing or if you're not happy, if you want to compare prices, go to chministries.org. That's chministries.org slash Sandy.
4: This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio.
1: Hi, Sandy Rios back with you on Sandy Rios 24-7. I've asked my sweetheart, Bruce Rather, a.k.a. the uh, former FBI agent, to join me to weigh in on this. Bruce was also a prosecutor for Cook County a number of years ago. Uh, The law has been his life and study. And so, um, sweetheart, I thought you might, there just might be a few things that you thought about our discussion with Mike Davis. Well,
2: you know, I hate to disagree with uh, Mike because he's such a great guy, but there absolutely is a conspiracy involving Donald Trump in this instance. However, the conspiracy is against Donald Trump, not on Donald Trump's behalf. You have the DOJ with uh, Special Prosecutor Jack Smith a Biden appointee who has indicted President Trump under clearly unconstitutional statutes. I I mean, you read these statutes. It's conspiracy to deprive people of rights. (laughs) Well, Well, you know, conspiracy to impede an official proceeding, um, I mean, these, these are such esoteric, such uh, tenuous charges against a former president. Remember, we're talking about a former yeah. president. He has a hand-picked judge in this Judge Chuitkin. She is an avowed leftist. If you read about her, and, and, and you know what? She went to the University of Pennsylvania Law School. Gee, who has a big tie to the University of Pennsylvania? Oh, I can't
1: think. I, can't uh, think, I think a
2: certain president sitting Biden. in the White House right now has yeah. that.
1: What's that they call it? The, the,
2: the Penn-Biden Penn Center. Penn-Biden
1: Center, yeah, right. Yeah, and
2: she went to University of Pennsylvania Law School. Yeah. Uh, and the way they have this set up is it's charges that are almost undefendable because they're so broad-ranging. As, as Mike said, it, it involves elections of seven states, Think of that uh, witnesses all across the country that you're trying to uh, run down. That the government's had three years almost to run down. Uh, you have a judge that, in her own words, uh, cannot stand anything to do with January sixth. Well, the she people has involved, hammered people yeah. that were involved. Yeah. Um, and now, who does and uh, As as Mike says, it's it's certain that President Trump will be convicted in this in this jurisdiction. It's ninety two percent Democrat. Um, then uh, you say, well, he can ask for a change of venue and a recusal of the judge. But guess who gets to decide (laughs) whether that will be granted? The judge herself. Do you think this judge is going to recuse herself? This is their dream that she has this case. And she's not going to grant a venue change because they haven't granted a venue change to anybody that's been there for January 6th. And then if by chance there is an appeal... It goes to the DC Circuit, which is packed with Obama appointees and very weak Rhino judges. So that only leaves the Supreme Court. Now, re- bear in mind, this is the point that this is what's being done here. This is not necessarily about convicting Donald Trump and putting him in jail, although they would love to. This is about destroying him as a candidate. To run against Joe Biden in the next election, or whomever the Democrats are going to run, that's the point here. Don't kid yourself; they're not worried about January sixth and our democracy. These people only look forward, and they are looking at destroying Donald Trump.
1: Yes, and uh, destroying the country, and destroying all those people that support him. Uh, but I, and he's the he's a big obstacle to them. It's you know what's amazing to me, Bruce. Is that President Trump just indomitable? I mean, he doesn't give up. He doesn't shrink. I mean, he's got, he has such courage. No matter how you feel about him, I I recognize he's got an ego. I know he tweets bad things. I know this. I know he's had a really immoral sexual past when he was a bachelor and even after he got married. Uh, I know that. Uh, And and there are
2: things he does that drive both of us crazy, I think. But you cannot have a perfect candidate. And I will take a fighter and a a person who cares about the people before I'll take anyone. And Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, he cares about you, and he cares about America, and he cares about preserving our democracy. When they talk about democracy, (laughs) Donald Trump has done more to preserve our democracy than any of these leftists.
1: That's the truth, Bruce, and I I don't... uh you just wonder if these, the way he's conducting himself through this could possibly convince some people who have hated him so much that he really, really, really does love this country. He really, really, really means it when he says he's standing in the gap. He's standing. He's not Jesus. Trust me, I know the difference. Uh, but in, in human terms, he is really trying to take the blows for us. I believe that's true.
2: What you always say, Sandy, look at a man's actions— not his words. Put get past Donald Trump's foibles as as a as a person, and he has many. But look at what he did for us, and look what he's trying to do now.
1: And just be great and be grateful. I mean, even if he isn't your candidate as president, it's just a, this is just this goes way beyond that. It goes way beyond that. Well, all right, honey, thank you for that. Let me just say, if you'd like to call us, you might have a few thoughts after this program today. You can call us at 662-821-2040, or you can write us at sandy at AFR.net. That's sandy at AFR.net. You can also talk to us at Facebook, Sandy Rios 24-7, and that's where we post articles for you that we mention on the show uh, that you can read and check on. Uh, And, of course, we are on all the podcast platforms. uh, And uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and if you don't know how to do podcasting, just tell people to go to SandyRios.com. That's a real simple way to hear the show without, you know, no muss, no fuss. And before I say goodbye, I want to thank my sponsors, First Preborn. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day, They saved 200 babies' lives, but they could not do that without you. And so I want to thank Preborn Network Clinics, and if you would like to thank them and you want to help them, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Also, I want to thank Christian Healthcare Ministries, brand new, hot off the press, and I'm hoping that you will find a home there. I'm hoping that it will be something that will help you. If you are, it's enrollment time. If you want to check do a cost evaluation, I think you'll be really, really happy with what you find at Christian Healthcare Ministries. Go to chministries.org, chministries.org, and tell them that Sandy sent you. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.